the first major wrestling pay-per-view, or as WWE now calls them, premier live events, has come and gone. WWE Day 1 is in the books, and what a historic night it was. Of course, we kicked off the night with the breaking news that Roman Reigns, the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, who was slated to face Brock Lesnar in the main event of this event, actually tested positive for COVID-19 going into this. Therefore, his match with Brock Lesnar was canceled, and instead Brock Lesnar was actually inserted into the four-way, now making it a fatal five-way for the WWE Championship with Big E defending against Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and now the Beast Incarnate, Barack Lesnar. So that was the make good on... The fact that, that match with Roman wasn't happening, we'll have to see what happens with Roman down the line because, spoiler alert, some interesting stuff happened in that main event match. But uh, before we do that, let's kick things off with the kickoff event, which was honestly pretty unremarkable. Sheamus taking and Ridge Holland taking on Cesaro and Ricochet. Of course, these four are four very good athletes. But Sheamus and Ridge Holland picked up the victory. Ridge Holland got a nasty, nasty bump on his nose. Uh, he, he, I believe, has a broken nose now. But that's the kickoff match. Now let's get to the main card where the Usos defended their WWE Tag Team Championships against the New Day, King Xavier, and the hand of the King Kofi Kingston. There's a lot of ways to put this match. Barn burner, five-star classic, whatever you want to say. It was one hell of an opener, and honestly, uh, this might come to a surprise, match of the year, at least uh, at the to begin the show it was, but honestly, this was a great match. I mean, the New Day and the Usos have probably worked together 100 times at this point in WWE, and these are two teams that know each other so well. The story of the match was built around the Usos playing a lot of tandem offense and tr making sure that, that Xavier Woods didn't get the hot tag. Xavier Woods was the hot tag of the night, honestly. Like, this man, every time he came in, you could see the energy of the crowd go insane. The crowd was so hot for this match, I cannot understate it at all. Xavier Woods looked like a star, and you got to think that the Usos, and Jey Uso especially, you know, had a lot to do with that. Regardless, finish of the match saw the Usos hit a double, yes, a double frog splash. Again, after a very grueling match, the Usos hit a double frog splash from the top to win and retain in 17 minutes. The Usos are still your WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Now, if we move on to our next match, that is, of course, the match that nobody in the world cared about, Drew McIntyre taking on Madcap Moss with Happy Corbin by his side. Um, not a lot to talk about, honestly. Really not much happened. Uh, there were some shenanigans with Happy Corbin on the outside that didn't really lead to much. Drew won with a Claymore. Uh, actually, it was a springboard Claymore off the ropes, which I thought was really cool. But other than that, he won 945. Honestly, a nothing match for me, at least. But... It had to happen. So people had to go to the bathroom at some point in the night. Why not start it off early? Next, we go to another tag team match. And here we, in this match, you, I can honestly say that RK Bros and Street Profits saw that Usos and New Day match and said, 
hold my beer because they came out and it was electric not only because these are four of the top tag team competitors in the entire world but also because along with RK Bros came out Migos yes Migos the technical guest hosts of WWE Day 1 they came out and they were supporting their boy Riddle they were supporting the Randy O and it was it was really cool to see Migos come out. It was really cool to see Randy Orton especially interact with them and 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 kind of like you know vibe with them. It was pretty cool. But um, the story of this match, and maybe it was just me. I think that Montez Ford, and I say this every single time that I see him wrestle, Montez Ford is probably the number two or sometimes even number one most entertaining, fun-to-watch wrestlers there is. This dude will put himself through everything. He will fly. Montez Ford literally flew in this match, people. This man did, and you can see it right here, this man did a, from one corner of the ring, a running start, jumped, flipped over the turnbuckle to the outside onto Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. There are not many people in WWE. There are not many people in the world could do that. Maybe Ray Phoenix could, but my goodness gracious, great balls of fire. If Montez Ford doesn't win a world championship in 2022, I don't know what's going on in WWE because this dude has money written all over him. I love to watch him wrestle. I want to see him succeed, and I really hope he does. But it didn't really happen in this match as Randy Orton hit an RKO out of nowhere for the victory in about 11-15. So, really fun, quick match. Um, Again, I I think these two have worked, these two teams at least have worked together very well. Migos were on the outside. Uh, They were jawing back and forth a little bit with the Street Profits. That was fun. It was nice to see at the end of the match, uh, the Street Profits came out and they had um, a handshake spot with RK Bro. So, it was really nice to see. Also, I think at this point in the night, we saw a backstage segment with Drew McIntyre was doing a backstage promo and then got attacked by Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. They got their heat back. This feud continues. God help us all. Moving on, though, we had next Edge taking on The Miz in a singles match in, in what has become a really big-time feud on Raw. I thought the build wasn't that great. The video package honestly made it seem to be a lot bigger than I thought originally it was, but these two went out there, had a really good match. The focus of the match was Miz focusing in on the the injured left ankle, the injured left knee or leg, I should say, of Edge. That was a huge focus of the match. He had the figure four leg lock locked in on him. He, he uh, but But the thing is, the thing is, the thing that gets me, Miz went for the figure four. The entire match, by the way, he's working on that left leg. He kneecaps that left leg. He, he he kicks his leg out from under his leg, but it was a left leg. And then Miz goes to apply the figure four, and he puts the pressure on, you guessed it, the right leg. Which, I don't know, maybe it's something I noticed. I was like, uh, took me kind of out of the match. Uh, I get it. It's wrestling. Stuff like that happens. But come on. Miz has been doing this for too long, and so is Edge, honestly, but... Finishing sequence of the match, um, Miz tries to go for a skull-crushing finale. Actually, Miz hit a skull-crushing finale, I should say, after Maurice, with the referee's back turned, hit Edge in the face. Miz hits a skull-crushing finale. 
he actually gets a two count as Edge kicks out. And then we get the return of Beth Phoenix, who came down, stared a hole through Maurice, and ran her literally all the way up the ramp. And then we saw Miz be a little distracted by what was going on and allowed Edge to hit the spear. One, two, three. Edge picks up the victory in 20 minutes. Moving on, the match that I was most excited for in this entire pay-per-view. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan. Raw women's title on the line. Liv Morgan has been screwed over by Becky Lynch multiple times in this entire feud. Liv Morgan has had the crowd behind her the entire way, though. She is one of, if not the the hottest wrestlers as far as crowd reaction goes in the uh, WWE right now. She's getting really good reactions. It, it almost seems like, you know, kind of like we've seen it a few times, right? We've seen it with a little bit with Daniel Bryan. We've seen it with a uh, little bit with Becky Lynch. And I'm not saying it's like that level, but you could tell there's momentum. There's 100% momentum from the crowd. There's momentum in the way that Liv Morgan has developed. She has developed so much over the last year as a wrestler, and it really, really showed in this match. Liv Morgan, I've never seen her, I think, hit this gear of, of wrestling. Like, she was hitting, like, just back-breaking, literally, as you can see right here, back-breaking moves on Becky Lynch. That double stomp spot to Becky Lynch's back looked absolutely brutal. She was driving Becky Lynch's face into the, the announce table multiple times, just bashing it in. There was a fire from Liv Morgan that I had not seen up until this point in this match. She was screaming. You could see the passion. It was it was everything you want out of a potential WWE Raw Women's Champion or WWE World Champion, which, I again, I think we should call it at least the Raw Women's World title or the Women's World title, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but... We saw Becky Lynch obviously do what she does. She hits she the the one of the story points of the match was Becky Lynch earlier on the match from the top rope, as you can see right here, hit a top rope leg drop onto Liv Morgan, and she goes for it again towards the end of the match. She missed it and it allowed Liv Morgan to actually set up a spot where she power bombed. Yes, Liv Morgan hit a power bomb on Becky Lynch. Uh and it was it was crazy. I I thought Liv Morgan had, in my opinion, the best match he's ever had. I was so behind her, and which is why it was really sad to see as, again, she hit a suicide dive, too. It was just, she did everything you could have asked for her going into this match to prove that she's ready to be a champion. But unfortunately, WWE seemingly are not ready, and Becky retained after having her foot on the ropes, which... She didn't really have her foot on the ropes. So that may have been a little bit of a bot spot. But regardless, Liv loses. Um, and WWE misses a chance to catch lightning in a bottle and actually get someone over and make them into a star. The only redemption at this point is if Liv, if the story is Liv can't challenge Becky Lynch anymore for the world title. And the only way she can get back is by winning the Royal Rumble. And if Liv Morgan doesn't win the Royal Rumble... We're going to be looking at this as another huge waste of time by WWE. Finally, let's go to our main event. Big E defending his WWE championship against Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and of course the aforementioned Barack Lesnar, who, by the way, cut a promo earlier on the night, which 
brought me back to 2003, 2004 when Brock Lesnar was cutting these hilarious promos on SmackDown. It was great. But Brock Lesnar inserted into this match, and they did not be miss a beat. They got right to the action. It was fast and furious. We saw Rollins and Kevin Owens begin an alliance to begin the match, and they went right after Lesnar begin it. But because of that, they ate multiple, and I mean multiple suplexes. It was a suplex symphony, sorry, Wardlow, in this match. My God, Brock Lesnar was just on. And so was this match. I mean, Big E and Bobby Lashley were fighting on the outside. Bobby Lashley took out Big E in the early portion of the match by hitting him up against the, the steel post. And then we saw the spot that we've all been waiting for since 2019. Bobby Lashley's wanted to have go face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. He got his wish and more because he rammed, speared Brock Lesnar right through the barricade and took him out for a little bit of this match. And then... We saw Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, their alliance, actually target Bobby Lashley, attempted to put him through a table. That didn't work. And then we saw Big E actually put Big, uh, Bobby Lashley through a table. It was it was a power fest between these three. That's honestly a triple threat. Big E, Lashley, and Brock Lesnar. I want to see. Hopefully, we get it at the Rumble. But we saw then uh, the, the, the team of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, the drip, the drip KOs, whatever they're going to call them, um, take out uh, Brock Lesnar with a double DDT onto the steel steps. So he was out for uh, about a minute or two, it's, but it was a significant enough portion of this match, as I'll tell you in a second. Um, and then, and then, and then we get to the finishing sequence of the spot. Bobby Lashley, he's got he he has Brock Lesnar in the in his finishing move in the 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 master lock whatever it was the hurt lock as i should call it whoopsies spoiler right there he he had Brock Lesnar in the hurt lock and then finally big e comes in does a big ending on Bobby Lashley but not before yes you guessed it Brock Lesnar hits the F5 on big e to pick up the 1 2 3 the victory in just about six minutes, it was actually eight twenty-five, I should say. Um, so the mixed feelings about this because obviously Biggie and his title run—you you were hoping for the best. You were hoping that he would be champion for you know hopefully a while. Didn't seem to be the case this time around. Um, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, on Real Take Wrestle Talk on Tuesday. But Brock Lesnar is now WWE champion. And Roman Reigns, who he was just feuding with, is the Universal Champion. And this has got a lot of people talking and a lot of people speculating. As you know, we love to speculate about a potential title versus title main event. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And say what you want. I cannot say no to that match. I think at this point in their careers... Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title for title, is the biggest match you can do in the company right now. It is because you've seen Brock Lesnar, he's always going to be over. Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career. Title for title, everything on the line, the two biggest prizes in sports and entertainment. Why not? Um, Again, hate to see Big E's title reign end this way. A lot of people are comparing it to the way Kofi went. And again, we will talk about that more in depth on Tuesday's show, but... What a match. This main event, honestly, I love the opener. I love the main event. Overall thoughts of the pay-per-view. I thought it was a great way to open up 2022. It was entertaining. 
There were some parts that lulled. I talked about my disdain for the Madcap Moss and Drew McIntyre match, or my indifference, rather, I should say. Another big, honestly, not highlight, I want to say, or, or another big splotch, uh, if that's even the right term, about this whole pay-per-view. The fact that there was only one women's match on there, especially when you have a loaded women's roster and you had a match cut, you're telling me you couldn't send two women out there to have a really good match? Uh, again, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, you don't even have to build anything. It's The story's right there. Those are two people that can go out there and have a great match. They didn't decide to do that. Instead, they gave us this. And look, I'm not complaining about the main event. I just think there could have been more on the card. But that's neither here nor there at this point. But Overall, WWE Day 1 was very entertaining. Uh, you guys can check out my reactions to that uh, in the archives at, on YouTube.com forward slash Real Take Sports. And remember to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. Tune in to Real Take, Re Real Take Wrestle Talk. There we go. On Tuesdays, live right here on the channel. Until next time, keep it real.